0: Welcome everybody to the business podcast, where we pour out weekly business lessons from entrepreneurs and business owners from around the world. I'm your host, Super Joe Pardo, and my guest today is making her dreams come true through support of her t- of a, of her team, uh, mastermind coaches, coach and peers. This should probably should be coaches, coach. Coaches? Um, I, I've only got one for now. <laughs> okay, coach and beers. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are right now, I need you to give a big warm welcome to our guest, Lindsay Phillips. Woo! Hey folks,
1: how's it going?
0: So happy to be here. <laughs> so, so happy to have you uh all the way from Canada here on the business podcast. Lindsay, why don't you get started by giving some background about yourself?
1: Sure. I mean, gosh, I've had my own business before in the past when I lived out in uh, beautiful British Columbia, uh, Canada. And then, um, unfortunately, the dollar went south between Canada and the States, um, moved back to Ontario and started a family. So I was just kind of worked part time and you know, did the uh, executive admin thing and uh, vowed I didn't want to be in having my own business again. Too much stress, too much responsibility. So I thought, oh, so much easier just to go to work and go home. And then I don't know why, but the bug just caught me again when my kids were small. I'm just like, you know what, making $14 an hour at a job, just wasn't cutting it. And I just felt like I wanted more. I wanted to be home here with the kids. I wanted to make my own schedule and have better earning potential. And so I started to work part-time online doing some VA work. And I really loved it and was networking with some great people, learning about online marketing. And you know when you get to that point where it's like you got to go big or go home? Yeah, I hit that road. So it was like I was burning the candles at both ends, doing this thing online, still working my part-time job. Actually got another part-time job working for a nonprofit, which I just did more for joy than anything. But I was just burning the candles at both ends. I mean, my husband was like, are you on the computer again? Like, geez, woman. So I was just like, uh, I'm going to quit my job, and I think I can make this work. And yeah, just... Took that leap and haven't looked back.
0: So, what was your business when you were out in British Columbia?
1: It was exporting vehicles to the states, which is like completely unrelated to what I'm doing now.
0: <laughs> Wait, okay. So, you're exporting vehicles to the yeah. United States? Does Does Canada make a vehicle?
1: No, it was like um, we do. We have Ford, GM, Dodge. You know, American-based um, companies, uh, probably. Um, But some of them are made in Canada, but a lot of them are just even, um, I don't know, they're like older cars and stuff like that. And just because the dollar, uh, wholesalers were shipping them to dealers in the States. And so I did all the customs work and, um, you know, USDOT and NHTSA and EPA and all that good stuff.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. So, I I mean, I was referring to like how like Toyota is a Japanese company. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Canada doesn't have any car company at all.
1: We make Ford. That's not. Is that an American company? I have no and idea. The,
0: okay, yeah, that's an American car. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, I, it might I be like know. manufactured there, but I mean, yeah, like, yeah, that, like yeah. where's the company based out of? That's that's where I, I was have going no with. No that. idea. That's why I was like, oh man, you you guys have. I didn't realize <laughs> yeah. that Canada had a car. Like that would be I pretty don't, cool. I don't know. It sounds like somebody should get the funding to do there it. There you go. Canada, because you'd be like, <laughs> I'm the only. Ameri- I, almost, I yeah, said yeah. American Canadian Ooh. built car owned owned and built car, uh, in Can- Canada, Um, I, so, okay. So that was, that was your first business yeah. out on, on the British Columbia. And so let's, let's fast forward. Um, so you said that you were building, uh, you, you decided to start building your own business as a VA, um, what did you What did you start out with, like as far as clients? So where did you go to find people, or or were you uh, utilizing services like a Fiverr or Upwork or something of that nature?
1: Oddly enough, I've never used one of those services. Um, I just word of mouth referrals and just a lot of the networking. I was taking some courses um, and involved with a bunch of different, you know, a couple of groups, online Facebook groups and. Just uh, word of mouth and maybe a little bit of luck.
0: <laughs> well, you know, building relationships is the foundation of, of most totally. businesses. I mean, that, that, there are great services out there like Upwork. I've used it. Uh, Fiverr, which I've definitely have used quite a bit. Yeah. And, and it really comes down to, uh, you know, I mean, it, you're helping build that relationship in a different way. But, but being able to get reliable clients that are going to keep using you over and over and over again, you know, comes from building that relationship. Um, so, so what, what are some of the things that you've done to, you, you know, you did to, to, to forge those relationships out of the, out of the gate? Cause that could be really daunting, right? Especially even, it doesn't matter if you're seasoned or not.
1: Yeah, no. And I'm like, I, I tell people I'm not a super outgoing person and people tell me the, yeah, right. I mean, it's <laughs> it's been like through confidence over the years too. Right. But Facebook groups. Um, I took some classes, like online courses. So you were kind of within a group within that. Um, just, just online, like social media. You know, chatting to different people there, a- and again, being involved with some clients that also had a team. So just kind of, you know, getting to know those people on the team, and your just circles just naturally and organically grow. Do you know what I mean? Um, And then eventually, you know, I did, I was working and I still am working for uh, Jim Palmer, the newsletter guru, dream business coach. And I'm in his mastermind group and I love my mastermind peeps. I've been with them for gosh, a couple of years now, I guess. And the relationships within those mastermind groups are absolutely amazing. And going to events in this, like I, I go to a lot of events in the States and meet a lot of amazing people, and then really, it really took off growing those relationships since I had my podcast show, and it's been almost two years. I don't know where the time goes.
0: So let, let's talk about that podcast show that you're doing. What's what's the name of it?
1: It is Sailing to Success Podcast Show right now. So, um, you know, tips to be productive and profitable in your business, mainly content marketing, but even just tips on being an entrepreneur and the struggles that we go through. And so it's interview style. I am switching it up come January. I haven't uh, released what I'm doing yet, but uh, but yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. New name, new format, just to switch things up.
0: Well, I'm glad I'm glad that you um you 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 made the decision to to switch up. I mean, I guess did that come out of like the change for your business or the change out of being boring b- boring bored with it? Or <laughs> uh... I know what
1: you mean. Um, <laughs> Part of it is kind of just listening to the entrepreneurs out there. I think a lot of them are, you know, short on time, they're busy. So I'm thinking of just having like more like snackable bites type thing. Um, You know, some of the shows that I do might just be me and my content, some interview style. And part of it is, is just some of my time. And yeah, I'm just shifting some of my marketing pieces. So... I just say, uh, yeah, I don't know if the timing was right. <laughs> you
0: no, know, I, I, well, I, I bring that up because as people know that listen to this show, this show was not always called the Business Podcast. Uh, it was originally called the Dreamers Podcast for anyone who who hasn't gone far enough back to see that. You should go back to episode, I think it's like 320 or 319, uh, where we did the finale of the Dreamers Podcast. Did you, are you going to do a finale for yours?
1: I never thought about it. No, I I'll just do a natural progression. I don't think I've had my podcast long enough to for it to be like a ooh, it's the last one. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, I mean, 300 hundred's a lot.
0: I, it is, but I mean, I mean, how many episodes have you done? Because like years isn't so important as many as about. Yeah, episodes. I guess
1: that's true. I haven't hit the one hundred mark yet.
0: Okay, alright so I
1: think I'm seventy something, eighty. You know what? Actually, I don't even know.
0: I mean I used it as an opportunity um to bring my wife on and bring uh one of my co guest hosts who who yeah. or, he he's been on a bunch of old episodes and just to talk about like the journey that I, we've been on and and that I've been on and the show as a whole and like why it's changing and, and how how the show really hasn't changed at all. In fact, it, it changed very little other than the name, uh, the questions and everything stayed the same. So, I, you know, I, I, I always tell people that that are doing their show, you know, to the fact that it's your show and you should own mm. it and you got to be, you know, it's your it's, it's your show. So so you were saying about like 15 minutes. Is there a reason that you're you're going for 15 minutes? No, no, oh, except okay. for
1: except for my time but also just to get like cut to the chase get to the meat of the matter you know what I mean just be really punchy here you know while you're driving or you're at the gym or you're having lunch here are some amazing strategies that you can take and implement in 15 minutes um yeah I just I don't know I just I've always wanted to do that and for some reason I've kept with my my half hour or uh, lately they've been going to like 45 minutes every now and then (laughs) but yeah I just I don't know. I just wanted to switch it up. I don't really know why.
0: <laughs> are the, is it are they solo or do you have guests on?
1: Um, currently, they're all interview style.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, what what made you want to to make that jump into podcasting?
1: Because my coach told me to. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That is part why. But I just know the power of, of of podcast marketing. I mean, also when you have when you want to attract and acquire more customers. You have to think about how they learn. You know, some people like to listen. Some people like to read. I love reading blogs myself. Some people love to watch videos. And I just knew it was time to to get out there more, extend my reach, share my knowledge, and and grow my business. And, uh, I, I mean, it's a long-term game, but it has worked out really well. It's, it's paid off for sure.
0: Oh, it absolutely is a long-term game. <laughs> Came, yes. as I can attest to three and a half years all, yeah, I know and right and so yeah i mean it's it's something that I think when you come up with something that is interesting, it's something that's interesting to you and you can deliver on it um, I think podcasting is probably the of the of all the formats that I work on um it's the easiest because i I just have to you know, talk, I don't have to like get my hair right. And, and, uh, (laughs) you know, edit the film and make it interesting. Like I could just be interesting and I don't have to be like camera angles and, and all that stuff. Like, I don't have to think about any of that stuff. I just, just be myself and talk into the mic. And I think that for me, it's, 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 I mean, I love doing video. I love doing all those things, but for me, the easiest to just be like, bam, it's here is podcasting
1: it's also and i didn't realize this at the beginning because i was so freaking nervous but (laughs) um but I, i just i almost forget that we're being recorded and it's going out there i feel like i'm just chatting to one person and um that's what i love about it just i mean i've had interviews with and been on different shows in australia in africa iceland like all over the place and to connect with that many people online like it still blows my mind
0: you know, and and that, it really does come back to the relationships that you build, and and then people mm-hmm. are like, Joe, like you're you're, and for people who, probably, well, by the time this episode goes out, it'll be known. They're like, Joe, how did you get Lee Cockrell to to write your foreword for your book? I'm like, because I started a podcast, and a year and a half yeah. into and I happened to network with the right people, and they introduced me. Uh you know, yeah, that's you know, and then two and a half years later, I'm like, hey, Lee, could you do you want to do this for me? And he's like. Sure, I'd be happy to. Like, that's how exactly. it works. It's, and it, yeah. I, I agree. On a on a global platform, right? Like you could do this stuff at your pace at your local mm-hmm. chambers of commerces and all these different meetings. And it and it works too. But the thing about podcasting, and I'm sure you have found this, right? Is it's a one-on-one conversation that you like you. You get to build that relate. Now it doesn't work with everybody, you know. I every person I've interviewed, I haven't been like, oh no, my God, yeah, I best love buddies, yeah. Or or two weeks later, <laughs> yeah. or, or or like six months later, like we're still friends or or talking yeah. regularly. But I made some really amazing friends over the course of you these too. three and a half years.
1: I know people don't understand that part. They're like, how can you be friends with someone on the other side of the earth that you've met once? But I've had like Facebook conversations, or I've been on a summit with like Yanni Lunga because of it. And we're good friends, and like the owner of um, Social Champ, like we always touch base, and yeah, like I, I met him at a conference and got him on my podcast show, and it's been awesome. I love it.
0: Absolutely, and and yeah, Jan's been on this show. I've been on his show, um, but they, you Sweetheart. know, I, I've you know, I've got to talk to people who. One person, and they didn't have them on my show, and I can't recall who it was, but they live in like the. Um, like, Norway, Sweden, like, they live in a town with, like, 25 other people, and it takes, like, an hour to get to the next town, they live, like, right below, oh the my Arctic God. Circle. like, oh, like, how do you have internet there, let alone, <laughs> like, I don't even remember how we got, I think it was, like, Blab or something, when Blab was big, that's, yeah. I think that's how I got connected with that person, but, like, so how did Blab get big, it was all the podcasters were, like, oh, we're gonna use this as a new platform, and, of course, free isn't a business model so you know <laughs> it yeah. didn't
1: work out too well <laughs> i did not now
0: yeah it's, it's only a business model if you become youtube and you know get picked up by somebody big like you get acquired but it, it doesn't work forever it doesn't work out for everybody but um so we're like when you got started with your podcast adventure uh did you were you know you said you were nervous at uh, being that introverted mm-hmm. person can you, can you go into a little bit of that
1: I know, and I've had so many, you know, clients or friends or whatever that they just don't feel comfortable starting their own podcast show. I think they're just afraid of being that need to sound polished, to, you know, say the right things and be like crazy prepared. I'm like, honestly, as long as you know who you're interviewing, and, you know, I, honestly, I interview people mainly because I want to get some information out of them <laughs> or I want to meet them, right? Like I want to tap into their expertise and learn some good nuggets from them. So I ask questions that I want to know. I figure if I want to know it, then other people will too. And it's like, I listened back to some of mine and I know I, you know, I say, um, a lot and I try not to, but it's who I am. It's a natural conversation. If You you just have to get over those little Odd things, and yeah, I was totally nervous a few. But then after that, you just you suck it up and you just get used to it.
0: So when when I came to when I was getting sorry, I edited the hell out of those. Oh, uh, I'm sure. Ums. Like I I just went to town on them. Yeah. And of course, as time went on, I I got better at speaking on the mic. True. My guests got better at you know being guests. Um, <laughs> because I was getting a different caliber of guest. Not not to say that my some of my first guests weren't polished, but um, people, people that, that
1: have been on shows before, right? Yeah, so they know yeah,
0: yeah, they know how to. They know how to work the mic and talk and talk. <laughs> like, work the mic. You know, they they just got better. Yeah. I I mean, I, again, I know no no shade thrown to the people because I I really am honored that some of the people that came on the show in the beginning, like. Mm uh did and 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 are, are there but um but yeah but but being interviewed and that's the thing like some of them were podcasters that i looked up to but they weren't right. interviewed like they weren't they, they've they never been interviewed before so it's it's definitely a bit different um but i wish i could get all that time back because when you think about all the time i edited out all that those ums i saved how much time off of a you know oh two minutes off of a, a 30 minute interview or a 45 minute interview and it's like I spent what two hours to get to make that to save two minutes. No, like, and
1: when I listen, like, do you when you listen to podcasts? And I tell this other people too. Do you critique them for how they're saying what they're saying? I just want to listen to a genuine conversation. Be mildly amused by a few things here and there. And get some information that I can – that will make me think or inspire me or like, oh, yeah, I should try that or look into that or I check out their service or whatever it is. I don't think about, oh, they fumbled on their words or they sneezed or they have said um five times in a row. I honestly don't even pay attention to that.
0: So so what I always tell people because they're always like, oh, the audio quality must be like you're sitting in the studio and it's <laughs> NPR or anything like that. I'm like, no, no, no. no. You got to understand something. CBS. See, well, I live in Philly, right? Or outside, yeah. just outside of Philly. We have four sports teams. So we have two sports radio networks that are on FM. So I listen to them all the time because I, I love Philly sports. And CBS, $30 billion company, right? What do they rely on for people for content with their radio show? People to call in with a cell phone and, oh, totally. and talk in, right? And that's like, they're just like, oh, we got to get the next caller, next call And I mean, fortunately, the days of the 90s where it's like literally all they're just call after call after call after call after call, after call are gone and they have actual analysts come on actual, like, journalists that come on and, and do, you know, their spiel and talk about really in-depth and give you that, that picture of, like, the rest of the NFL or the rest of the NBA or the mm. rest of the – you know, the, what the, what's the rest of the league is doing rather than just, like, the – you know, rose-colored, rosy-colored glasses of the the Philly sports uh, broadcaster. <laughs> so, I, you know, and I appreciate that. But, but, but still, it goes back to, like, these cell phone connections don't sound great. These guests Mm-mm. that they have, sure, they're only on for, like, a minute or two or three because they're probably not all that good, and it's just part of the nature of the turn. Um, but you need to, to, to get over yourself. Cause you're not NPR in a yeah. studio like that. I mean, I'm not in the studio <laughs> like that. I mean, I love my studio, but it's no soundproof thing that yeah, like, no. it's not a little booth. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> so, uh, Lindsay, how did your family take it when you decided to jump back into business?
1: Yeah. My husband supported me, you know, 100%. We've, you know, there's It's not to say it was an up, you know, uphill swing the whole way, but there were a few, you know, trying moments or just burnout from working so hard because you're doing it all yourself. And, you know, eventually I got a team and now I've got a team of nine. So it does grow organically and there's ups and downs, but no, I, and plus I met my husband when I had my other business. So um, so that I had that going for me <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, and now, now he's
1: in the business with me.
0: That, that is awesome. Do you, do you, uh, get along real well in the business and, and in life or, or did they change he, your dynamic at all?
1: <laughs> um, sometimes he gets impatient with me or uh, we, you know, I'll say one thing and I know what I mean, but he. You know, sometimes you're just not on the same complete wavelength. Sometimes in communication, <laughs> so While we talk talking on one thing, he's like, "I have no idea what the hell you're talking about." <laughs> uh, whereas another team member of mine might just get what I'm saying and run with it. So every, you know, there's there's going to be glitches, and we've it's been a year and a half, so we've paved, you know, what the roles are and and what have you. So, um, yeah, for the most part, honestly, it was a trial run for four months. We're like, I don't know, how this is it going to work? <laughs> You know, it's either going to make us or break us. It has brought us closer together, you know, being completely transparent in regards to just working together as a team. And we're both able to be here, you know, with our kids. And, you know, some days we get to have days off and just go out for lunch together with no kids. It's like, there's, you know, there are perks. <laughs>
0: um, and how, how did they take you, uh, like guess your husband and, and or rest of the family, take it when you were like, I'm going to start a podcast were they like what's a podcast?
1: Yes, they probably did say what is what a podcast. Yeah, and I remember telling my parents, I've got my own podcast show. I'm on iHeartRadio. And they're like, "What?" And yeah. And then they listened and thought that was kind of cool and I don't know. They don't understand half the things that I do, so. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs>
1: I try to explain it, but that's okay.
0: Was your did your husband get the idea out of the gate?
1: No supportive. He's pretty go with the flow.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Um, Now, Lindsay, what, what's your hobby outside of working? Uh, Probably plenty of hours outside of getting lunch <laughs> without kids.
1: <laughs> I love, in the summer, we, I go away a lot camping um with my kids and my husband. I just, in all winter, I dream about camping, honestly. Having campfires. I love to read. Um... Yeah, just normal every day. I don't like, you know, bungee jump or anything crazy like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I think you know the whole camping, reconnecting with nature. I mean, that's cool. It's not for me, but it's that's cool. <laughs> oh, I love
1: it. Yeah, I know. I absolutely love it. I miss it so much. We, I, we live out in the country, so we have just fields around us, and we have, um, you know, I don't know, half an acre. So we have campfires in the summer, even just out here, and it's just nice to be outside and just hang out with the kids. And
0: I, I, I imagine it is, and and I imagine that as Ava gets older, uh, we will find out more. Yeah. I, I will find out more about that that life that I have.
1: Yeah. So been. mine are eight and and twelve, so they've. Uh they're at a very independent age and they're yeah fun to hang out with and go for bike rides with and all that kind of good stuff so you have a lot of fun things to look forward to
0: i i do i do uh i and i definitely am looking forward to it uh real quick i want to remind everyone that they're listening to the business podcast i'm your host super joe pardo and getting to interview the amazing and super lindsey phillips uh Lindsay, what's been your biggest roadblock
1: I think part of it is my own mindset, to be honest. I remember um, being at a, uh, oh, I just forget her name right now. I can picture her face. Anyways, I was at a conference and, um, and and I just feel like I'm in a small town, right? So I'm like, who am I to, you know, six-figure business as if. But when I was at the conference and just seeing everyone around me, Lisa Sasevich, I knew I'd remember it eventually. Um, and just seeing all the women and they're like, you know, kicking it and doing awesome. And I just felt like, you know what? I I can be one of them. I can do it. And I had a goal of reaching six figures and I've surpassed it. So if you put your mind to it and you, it sounds corny, but if you think, you know, believe that you can do it, then take action and you get her done.
0: No, I, I I love that. So your core business is in um, is in basically subbing out VAs.
1: It used to be VA work when it was smooth sailing uh, online support. So it, the it, a year and a half now, I can't remember how long two years. Um, we're just focusing on content marketing. So you know, blogs, podcasts, videos, basically creating, publishing content. Optimizing it and promoting it through social email marketing, any way to to nurture and attract uh, customers?
0: Oh wow, okay, all right so so it def- so it is more b- the business development like helping basically like a sales force
1: like content marketing strategy. so okay. my clients, some I just do podcast production for. Some, I do all of their content, their web, their blogs, you know, optimize their videos with TubeBuddy and YouTube, publish it, promote it with social, um, email marketing, sales funnels, lead magnets. All
0: right. All right. And, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just going to say it's a wide gamut, I know, but basically anything to do with content marketing and helping to strategize and, and publish it and promote it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So, and what, what, what size clients uh, do you work with?
1: All over the map. I mean, I have some solopreneurs where they have, you know, another member of their team. I have, you know, a multimillion dollar company that I work with and there's like, you know, besides me, there's besides me and my team of nine, there's also his team of like 11 others. So he's more of my VIP client, mind you. So there's a whole range.
0: Oh, awesome! And you know, I I I think um, it's important. So, so one thing I think I, I I'd like to understand better is is what what's one of the things that you did to differentiate yourself when you're like, hey, I'm working with like you know these solopreneurs and and these much smaller mm-hmm. clients, and and making it so that the marketing and branding and uh, and or relationship building went your way so that uh, you know a client that of that size doesn't say well you only work with like the little guy and that's fine but you know you can't handle my size
1: (laughs) um i'm actually not looking for big company i mean he is one of my bigger vip clients um and i've grown with him over the past two years i mean I've, i've you know being on his team i've helped grow his company from 1 million to 5 million um, just again, I've learned so much. He masterminds with like Joe Polish and Frank Kern and, you know, Jay Abraham. So I get to, I get to absorb all that awesome knowledge, (laughs) which is fabulous. So, but my, I love, um, I mean, I love being on his team, but I also love helping small entrepreneurs because I remember what it was like starting my business, growing my business where you feel like you're, you know, wearing a million hats and, Having, you know, the online marketing has changed so much, right? Especially with video and podcasts, there's a lot of technical back end stuff that you need to set up and implement. And there's no way an entrepreneur can have the time to do all of that. So I love to help, you know, lessen that overwhelm, lessen that stress, create a content marketing strategy and, and keep them on track and help implement it. Um, yeah, I honestly, I don't, I only work with people that I would want to be friends with all of my clients. I genuinely adore, um, some of them I've known for years and yeah, I just absolutely love them.
0: Oh, I, I love that. I and mean, it you know, again, speaks back to the relationship building. Mm-hmm. It's very um, important to me. Now, Lindsay, what was your dream growing up?
1: That, you know what, what was my,
0: at first it was to be an
1: accountant <laughs> of all things. But as a young, young child, I don't remember, to be honest, but I know I wanted, was looking at being an accountant, and then, oddly enough, in university, I went to uh, fine art history and um, and history, and and then I went to museum management and curatorship, so kind of like the arts, and then, you know how your life just takes these weird paths and turns, and, and here I am.
0: Well, I... Yeah, I mean the, the, wanting to be an accountant, but I mean that that look how that played out. You have not only you had your first business, but your second.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I will never um, work for the man <laughs>
0: <laughs> ever again.
1: I I love working from home. I love having my team and just having the lifestyle that I have that I'm looking to grow. It's always nice to have something to to move towards, right? I could never, you know, some people love being in a job and they know what to expect and they you know, day in, day out. But to me, that would be like, there's no, there's no ascension, right? There's nothing to feel like you're making progress or to work towards. Um, Everybody's different. That's just me. But I always like to, yeah, set the goals, set it a little bit higher. And what else can I do now and kind of reinvent things as I move? It's, it's fun. It's exciting.
0: No, I I agree. I mean, that's one of the reasons I I've yeah, done kind of so many different formats and things and.
1: Well, and you've changed going from you know your family business to to what you're doing now, right? That that's a yeah. huge leap.
0: That took that took like four plus years for me just to make Absolutely. that decision. So I'm glad I it know. took that long though, because I learned so much more in those last yeah you know those year, those years leading up to it than if I had left before that. Um, I know so, I, nothing I mean, everything happens, happens overnight, or or and, and everything happens for a reason. So I totally agree. Uh, so it definitely makes sense to me. Um, so with all that said, what are your dreams of the future looking like?
1: I definitely want to double the size of my business. I grab a few more team members on my roster. Obviously, more clients. I would love to. Uh, I mean, I've been in a summit and I've done speaking. Um, I wouldn't mind doing speaking more. I know I need to get to do some more conferences and I need to write my darn book already before my business coach beats me up. <laughs> so that is on my horizon, but yeah,
0: no, that's awesome. Well, you know, I, I do run a podcasting conference too. So
1: uh, which one's that one?
0: Middle podcast conference.
1: Ooh, that's awesome.
0: It's, it's it's right here outside of Philadelphia. Um oh, that's not too far. Yeah, yeah, it's in September. So uh put it get it get it. It's like the seventh, yeah, eighth, yeah. ninth, or eighth, nine, ten, I don't know, whatever the yeah that weekend is. But right. um but yeah, get get that get that on your calendar there.
1: Cool, I will. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll for uh conferences are oh awesome. Yeah, they're all my to dos for uh 2018, that's for sure. <laughs>
0: So, Lindsay, how can people connect with you?
1: Sure. They can go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com and definitely connect with me. I'm more on Facebook than any other – and Twitter um, than any other social media. So, yeah, comment on my posts and DM me and um, just check out what I do at Smooth Business Growth and see how I can support them.
0: Absolutely. Well, I will have those in the show notes at superjoepardo.com. Um I would love to have you on the show again. I I had a great time interviewing you. Yeah, me too. uh, I'd love to check in in like a year or so and and catch up on how everything's been going.
1: That sounds awesome. Maybe your podcast will have a different name by then.
0: (laughs) Oh, I hope not. I hope not.
1: (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
0: I hope not. I mean, I had to get a new sign. Um, that's Uh, in in my studio here. I'm
1: looking at that sign there. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, but you know, it's all about branding and catching the eye of the right yeah. people, and 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 you know, winning that the, the the awesome uh pot, you know People's Choice Podcast Award for twenty that's awesome, good for you. Like, yeah, like right after that, I was like, yeah, I, I've been thinking about doing this. It's time for me to do it. I got the award, so you know, good I can, for you. I could say, you
1: put your mind to something.
0: Yep, and three and a half years later, you'll finally get some recognition. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, it just does sometimes doesn't
0: happen overnight. Oh well. <laughs> no, no, but you know, I had to get better at at, at being a host, and I had to get better at, at getting better guests, and I had to get better at, um, you know, audio quality, and I had to get better at everything. So uh, oh, that's what, all those hours. It is a process, and you got to love it. If you don't love it, then yeah. maybe do do something else. Please, exactly. everybody will be happier for it. <laughs> uh, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share, Lindsay, before we wrap up here?
1: Well, if someone is, uh, you know, humming and hawing about having a podcast show, do it for the sheer fun of it. Do it for connecting with people. Do it to learn something. And if you do it for the right reasons, it'll naturally grow and progress and and, uh, and give back to you.
0: Absolutely. I can get behind that. And you know what? Uh, if you've enjoyed this episode of The Business Podcast, uh you know you can hit the subscribe button that's awesome but share this episode with someone someone that can get uh something out of this and that's that's really all I could ask for I mean hit, you know subscribing helps but uh you know hitting that hit, mm-hmm. hitting that no, not hitting that share button. Share button. Repair, well, no, repair. I want you to reach out to somebody, right? Build that yeah. relationship and be like, "Hey, look, I, I got this. Uh, this podcast episode with Lindsay who talks about you know digital marketing and growth and podcasting and being an introvert and all of that stuff and how awesome it is once you've overcome all those things, uh, those, those little hurdles to get to where you're at and growing your business to the level that you've grown. Uh, so congratulations to that, Lindsay, oh, and thanks. congratulations to the listener for listening to this episode of The Business Podcast. Uh, Lindsay, thank you so much again for your time. I really do appreciate
1: it. Yeah, me too, it was fun, thanks.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Business Podcast, featuring Super Joe Pardo. Get more business content at superjoepardo.com. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on The Business Podcast, send an email to joe at superjoepardo.com. The business podcast is copyrighted to 234 Solutions, LLC.